0: Hello, world! I'm Greg Patton. It's a Tuesday. Standby for news and stuff. So, what'd you get out of the Word today, my friend? Huh? Did you read your Bible? Did you pray? Are you serving mankind in and out of the local church? How about that fellowship? I used to hang around the world's crowd up until I accepted Jesus as Savior, and it was something new to get started all over again— But, boy, it's been a blessing, my friend. Serve mankind, have fellowship, and uh, you are in a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church, right? Of course you are. Those are the top five things Christians should be doing every day. It'll get you closer to the Lord. We want to thank you here at Greg Patton Ministries for being a part of Hello World. Greg Patton Ministries, producer of Hello World out of the Cross Church in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And a big thank you to this Christian radio station for all that they do to keep this program going, sometimes twice a day on some stations. And to you, my friend, we are so very grateful that you are there and telling others about Hello World. I think I love you. What in the world is going on? Maybe you did it as a teenager. It's a lot crazier today in more ways than one. Two teenagers indicted on manslaughter charges yesterday for allegedly crashing into another vehicle while street racing in a stolen car earlier this year in Phoenix, Arizona. That according to the Maricopa County Attorney General's Office. Jacob Huckabee and Elena Marie Rodriguez, both 17 years of age, were each charged with four counts of manslaughter, one count of aggravated assault and three counts of endangerment, and one count of leaving the scene of an accident. The attorney said the senseless acts by these two individuals have brought so much pain and suffering to the families of all those killed. Well, I guess so. Well, for some reason, we're talking about it all the time. We have been and will continue to do so. Dr. Peter McCullough is among prominent cardiologists calling for a halt, a halt to the pandemic COVID-19 mRNA shots, contending there is definitely a link between the vaccines and the apparent increase in reports of sudden deaths from cardiac arrest of all ages. This is around the globe, my friend. Dr. McCullough pointed to an unusual study conducted in Germany of autopsies of 35 people who died within 20 days of their COVID-19 vaccine injection. Oh, there's more to this than you and I realize, my friend. Oh, and this one goes along with it. You remember Dr. Fake The official transcript of the seven-hour deposition of Dr. Anthony Fauci in a lawsuit alleging the federal government colluded with social media companies to censor speech has been released. Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt who joined in the lawsuit with Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry noted via Twitter on Monday that the November 23rd transcript get this now shows that Dr. Fake G said I don't recall an unbelievable 174 times shades of Hillary Clinton oh yeah they're all they're all bad I talked about this some time ago, about uh, pure blood being available in the United States and other countries as well. Well, unvaccinated patients, probably you, who require transfusions can now access pure blood thanks to a new service called Safe Blood Donation. That's Safe Blood Donation, which was launched by a Swiss neuropath named George Dallapetri. Safe Blood Donation, which currently has members in at least 16 countries, has a long-term goal of opening blood banks that provide its members with unvaccinated plasma. According to Petrie, the demand for pure blood has now skyrocketed around the globe. Oh, and I know what you're thinking. I get tired of hearing about it also. Dr. Andrew Huff, a former executive at the now-controversial scientific research group Echo Health Alliance, which has been swept up in the firestorm surrounding the origins of the pandemic, authored a new book he says outlines the Wuhan lab leak theory as an absolute fact. Huff, an Iraqi war veteran and a former research fellow at the Department of Homeland Security's Center for Excellence, offers a unique perspective with insight from the intel community in his new book called The Truth About Wuhan How I Uncovered the Biggest Lie in Our History. Everybody knows it started in China, the Wuhan lab. Oh, yeah, you know it, don't you? Today's the day. Dateline Athens, Georgia, Senator Raphael Warnock and Republican Herschel Walker barnstormed through Georgia yesterday in their final plea for votes amid well signs of growing momentum for the Democratic incumbent and fading GOP hopes ahead of today's runoff. Both parties are expecting a close outcome today in the closely divided state. And after a November election that, well, defied expectations in countless races around the country, a Walker victory is not out of the question, of course. But for Warnock's first place finish in the first round of voting to scattered polling and temperature checks of Democratic and GOP operatives, Warnock heads into today as at least a slight favorite to win a full six year term. That'll give the Democrats 51. Not that it matters a whole lot. Oh, where's my gun? Well, this is part of the New America. A self identified, cringy California English teacher claims that she combats white supremacy BS in her classroom by teaching students about the overemphasized importance of grammar usage and writing rules in America. Marta Schaefer, a tenured English teacher at Orville High School, began the 22-23 academic year by teaching parts of linguistics as a way of fighting white supremacy in my classes. That's according to the thing she's putting on Twitter and TikTok. The goal was to be inclusive of all kinds of ways to use the English language. According to Schaefer, expectations for students to use proper grammar and syntax is part of white supremacy, and it runs deep in America. And to that we say, oh, never mind. ABC, better knows the house of the mouse. They're turning a blind eye on that steamy love affair that has left two morning anchors sidelined as their bosses decide what to do. They weren't going to do anything at all, and and then all of a sudden, the left leaning loonies jumped on the left leaning loonies, and other people began to say, Hey, both of them were married 12 years while they were having an affair. Disney owned ABC News has made no mention of the workplace relationship that blossomed between Amy Robach and TJ Holmes, the co host of the third hour of Good Morning America. Details about Robach and Holmes' relationship began emerging in the tabloids late last week, leading to their absence on Monday's installment of. Good morning, America, number three. We'll see where that wind goes. More news right after this. You know, Paul never claimed that he was capable of accomplishing all that God had called him to do. He simply learned to look beyond his own inadequacy to the sufficiency of Jesus Christ. You know, if we'll adopt that same practice today, we too could discover the blessings hidden in our own experience of inadequacy. I can't do it. Our insufficiency drives us to God when we realize that a situation is bigger than we can handle. we got to go to Him. And it relieves us of the burden of self-effort and self-reliance. The Lord has us right where He wants us to be. And then it motivates reliance on a divine power. Him, God, did not intend for us to do certain things by ourselves. We'll never be adequate until we draw from the Holy Spirit's strength. And God demonstrates what great things He can do. He actually delights in choosing unlikely individuals to carry out His master plan. And then how about the challenge to your faith? The Apostle Paul says, Our adequacy is from God, Second Corinthians 3, five. Those who focus on the reliability of this promise and step out in obedience will grow in their faith. Why go through all the fear, pressure, and frustration that accompany feelings of inadequacy when there is an alternative? Today, turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, the lefty loonies have gone crazy with Donald Trump's comments about what? Doing away with the American Constitution? The fake news. Here's from Donald himself. The fake news is actually trying to convince the American people that I said I wanted to terminate the Constitution. This is simply more disinformation and lies, just like Russia, 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 and all of their other hoaxes and scams. What I said was that when there is massive and widespread fraud and deception, as has been irrefutably proven in the 2020 presidential election, steps must be immediately taken to right the wrong. Only fools would disagree with that and accept stolen elections. MAGA, make America great again. Well, my goodness, everything you read, even Fox News, there's some questions about, did he say that? He did say that. Anything you hear 17 times in a row, your mind accepts as a fact. You know that, right? Oh, baloney. See where this one goes? The U.S. Supreme Court heard oral arguments in a hugely consequential First Amendment case yesterday the court's conservative majority seemed primed, to side with Colorado-based evangelical graphic designer Lori Smith—Christians do have a little say-so here and there—who claimed that she should not have to make a wedding website for potential clients in same-sex marriage relationships. See, this just seems so common sense. I mean, doesn't it? Forcing you to do something opposed to your belief in the Bible? It's the second time in five years that the Supreme Court will rule on a First Amendment case in which Colorado, involving the bounds of religious freedom and the LGBT queer discrimination. Uh, In a 2018 case, which concerned a business just five miles from Smith's office, the court ruled in favor of a wedding cake designer who turned away a gay couple but it stops short of determining whether the First Amendment allows business owners to discriminate based on their religious beliefs. It's not discrimination. It's Bible. Can't do this. Not in good conscience. What in the world? We've just lost our mind in the new America, haven't we? I guess the Supreme Court is expected to rule on this in June. Meanwhile... Elon Musk Medical Device Company being probed by the feds over potential animal welfare violations. The investigation, which reportedly kicked off months ago, comes as employees of the company have been raising concern about Musk's aggressive testing goals that have allegedly led to more animals being killed. Well, a month after suspending its contract with Brooklyn Net star Kyrie Irving when he tweeted a link to a movie that featured anti-Semitic tropes, Nike decided yesterday to just do it and sever its relationship completely with him. The company had worked with Irving since 2014, and its Kyrie-branded shoes are popular with his fellow NBA players. Irving's agent described the parting of the ways as mutual. Procrastinators, give me your attention. If you're one of the more than 50% of Americans who has a state ID rather than the real thing, you now have two extra years to get it done. The Department of Homeland Security pushed its 2023 deadline for more stringent ID requirements for domestic air travel, as example, to May the 7th of 2025. If your driver's license lacks a star or a bear out there in California in the upper right-hand corner, your ID isn't real. Really? I was talking to my wife last night, a former minor league player here in Fort Wayne, is now in the pros, and he just signed a contract for $300 million over 10 years. Never even heard of the guy. Don't know who he is. He's playing for Los Angeles, but I think he's going to be with another team this coming season. The money is just unbelievable. How about this one? In a win for salary transparency, it appears that soccer star Cristiano Ronaldo will be making about $200 million each season to play for Saudi Arabian club al nassr after the World Cup, a figure that would make him the highest paid athlete in all the world. Huh. Soccer. $200 million a year. I could get by with that. Oh, here's information, you know. The people in church told me that winter arrived last Monday. What well, was it so? Well, here it is from Hello World. Today, 2.56 Eastern Standard Time. Winter. It's here. The largest percentage of the Earth's human population will experience darkness. That's what's happening up in Alaska. It was just something else when we were up there. In Anchorage, (laughs) it never got dark. Well, now it's in total darkness 24-7. With nightfall covering the vast majority of Asia, Africa, and Europe at that time, the sky will be completely dark for 86% of everyone living on the planet Earth. Yeah, it'll, it'll be light out here in our neck of the woods, the U.S. coast, but we're small fish in the Earth's pond, North and South America combined account for only 13% of the world's population. Did you know that? What else is happening? Kirstie Alley, a two-time Emmy-winning actor who was best known for her role on Cheers. She died of cancer yesterday at 71. Prison sentences, Michael Venati, the lawyer best known for representing Stormy Daniels, was sentenced to 14 years in prison for stealing from his clients. And the man who shot Lady Gaga's dog walker last year was sentenced to 21 years in prison. Who said that? Not sure. I think I agree. Just so you know, our government, the intelligence agencies, their media propaganda, the left-leaning loonies, lie to you about everything. They hate you, consider you a peasant, and think that they are superior to you in every way. Oh, yeah. Oh, I really like this one. When you feel like you're drowning in life here, don't worry. Your lifeguard walks on water. A message so needed in 2022. I don't want to be unfair, but a gospel that offers you a marvelous new life without the conviction of sin, that thing is not of God. Martin Lloyd-Jones And the really great news in all of this, today is the day of salvation. Why don't you do it? For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So do it today. Trust Jesus Christ as your Savior. What do we have to be thankful for? How can we get better at it? Where's my Bible? Life 101. Right after this important message. I just can't quit talking or really can't say enough for Christian radio and how important it is getting the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. And hey, they say 33% of those that listen to Christian radio are lost. So it's good to get that message out there. Yeah, we're preaching to the choir, but hey, there are people out there who need exactly what's being said here. And I don't know one Christian that can't receive help by listening to Christian radio. I know we're very grateful here at Hello World to be able to Share news, information, comment, talk to you devotionally every day at this time. Such a blessing. So again, thank you to this Christian radio station for carrying the broadcast. And thank you for those of you that are listening and telling others about the program and liking us on Facebook and going to the website, gregpatton.com, and supporting us financially. And thank those churches that have allowed us to minister to their congregations. Have you thanked God recently for what He has given you? Why do you think I should praise God, give Him thanks? First, you know what? We will have a heightened praise for the Lord Jesus Christ as we grow in our understanding of Him. Think about people who perhaps consider themselves Christians. You're listening to the program right now, but you've never really learned much about the Bible. You may have learned a little bit about God, but you don't actually know Him. Then it follows that these people have no idea why they should praise Him. They have no understanding about the hope and the reassurance that He offers through His promises, or the fact that He is 100% faithful to keep His Word. But the better we know God, the more reasons we have to praise Him. While reading the Word of God, the Scriptures, I will often gain an insight so exciting that I have to stop and thank the Lord for such a wonderful revelation about Himself, or I, I talk to somebody about it. Whether it relates to His holiness, grace, power, or some other divine attribute, each new truth expands our understanding of how awesome and exciting our eternal God is. And as we get a bigger glimpse of His greatness, our prayers will naturally include more praising and less asking. I remember Pastor Marvin Troyer of the Good News Baptist Church in Cherubusco. We lived out there for quite some time while we were in evangelism, and we attended his church often, and I stopped by his office quite often. It was always exciting. When I would go into his office, he was fired up about something. He'd have Bibles laid out, commentaries, and he would just begin to preach to me. (laughs) I thought, Sunday, the people are really going to get it, and it's going to be good, because this guy is excited about the things of God. That's so important. And you know, our praise for God will be elevated as we meditate on his glorious works and speak of them both to the Lord and to other people. In the Psalms, David alluded to what the Lord had done in the earlier days. Psalm 148, verse 5 through 13, Psalm 146, Psalm 33, 6 through 9. He was exalting God for his mighty works of old and We ought to do likewise, and we can base our praise on any portion of Scripture. For instance, in Genesis chapter 1, we can thank God for creation. In the third chapter's tragic story of Adam and Eve's rebellion, we give praise for the bright hope of a promised Savior. In chapter 6, even though mankind's sin deserved, well, catastrophic judgment, we see God gracefully preserve one family through the flood and keep the Savior's line intact. No matter where you read in the Old or New Testament, the Lord's mighty works are evident, and you will find yourself praising Him for what He's done. You will also understand why Moses instructed the children of Israel to keep the story alive throughout all the generations. That's Exodus 12:14, Exodus 13, 8. In that way, they would continually recognize the greatness of God's almighty deliverance and their thanksgiving and joy would just overflow. And we become more thankful when we make the conscious decision to spend more time praising God than petitioning Him. Many Christians have no trouble speaking to God and making their requests, but when it comes to listening, they often find it difficult to be quiet before God. To correct this imbalance, I recommend committing to a time of prayer in which you focus almost exclusively on praising God. My associate pastor does that a lot. I asked him what he prayed about recently. He said, you know, I was at it for two hours this morning, and... I was just praising God. I love to do that. At first, you may wonder how you will think enough to fill those minutes of praise, but keep your Bible open. I'll assure you, once you get started thinking about the wonderful, infinite God and all that He has done, it will be easy to keep on thanking and worshiping Him. And the Lord will be pleased because what you're saying by your praise is this God, who you are is more valuable than anything that I might want. And then you can lift the level of your praise by focusing on the Lord's grace in our lives. Every believer has been tremendously blessed by the unmerited yet freely given grace of God. Consider the many sins that God's forgiven and all the times He's warned you and all the times He's rescued you. What a motivation for praise. And think back to the moment in your salvation when God came into your life and changed your eternal destiny. How often do you praise Him for saving you and transforming your life? How often do you thank Him for dying an agonizing, brutal, horrible death in order to give you everlasting life? The more you dwell on the amazing love that made your salvation possible, the higher your praise soars. And what about His grace to you each day? Think about the times you've failed, and you will thank God for His mercy, understanding, and His patience. He is patient. I'll say again, no matter what is currently going on in your life, we all have blessings, and God deserves our thanks, does He not? Do you consider yourself a grateful person? I pray that you do. Most of us will classify ourselves that way, especially at this time of year when we typically take inventory of all our life, all of this year. But listen honestly as you pray. Are you thanking Him or are you requesting more things? Psalm 92 1 It's good to give thanks to the Lord. A lesson God has been trying to teach His children for a very long time. I finally went to the dentist recently. He said, I, I need a crown. Finally, Someone who understands me. <laughs> and I'm just grateful I'm not like this guy. I'm proud to announce today my dream of becoming a criminal lawyer is halfway complete. And now I'm going to work on that lawyer part. <laughs> we all know some people like that. Hey, that's it. Hatma say for another day. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for telling others about the broadcast. Hey, you want to hear last month this time? Last year? Three years ago today? You can tune, go to gregpatton.com. P-A-T-T-E-N. And then join me on Facebook. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of you are. Thank you very much. Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton P-A-T-T-E-N. So good to have you here each day, and thank those of you that support Greg Patton Ministries on a regular basis or one-time gift. We love it. To gregpatton.com, we're a part of the local church in Fort Wayne, Indiana called The Cross. And that's the way it is. Tuesday, December the 6th, 2022, I'm Greg Patton. God bless. Enjoy the remainder of your day.